This morning, uh, I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 8. Um, I'm going to read uh, about the parable of the sower. And so, um, if you have a Bible, uh, now would be probably the time to grab that. Or if you need one, raise your hand and, and we could uh, make sure we get one to you. I think we'll have it up on the screen um, as well. So, um, <clears throat> I'm going to start in verse 4. And when a great crowd was gathering, gathering and people from the town after town came to him and said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and it grew up and withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up, with it and choked it out. And some fell into good soil, and it yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others, they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. <clears throat> and the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing, fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar and puts it under the bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care then how you hear, for the one who has, more will be given. And for the one who has not, what he thinks he has will be taken away. Um, let's pray. God, thank you for this morning, Lord. Just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord, to, to show up, God, as I prepared for this this week. And God, you are so faithful. God, prepare our hearts to hear this morning. Prepare our hearts to glorify you this morning. May we take your word, God, and not, not dispose of it, God, but, but hold it close, God, to our hearts. Just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so 
Um, I want to focus on the uh, explanation of the parable today, uh, verses 9 through 18. And uh, in this section of Scripture, we're not, it's not a warning for uh, preachers of the gospel as we go out and, and sow seeds. It's, it's not a warning for us to only watch out for the good soil. Just scatter seeds here, concentrate here, don't, don't waste your time, time over here. It's not, it's not what it's talking about. Um, this section of scripture is a warning for the hearer of God's word to pay attention. It's not, not, for, not for the preacher or, the, or the, the, the sharer of God's word. It's for those who would hear. Be careful how you hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Uh, you know, I, just going through verse 9, I, I, just real quick, I, I uh, found comfort in this verse knowing that uh, even the disciples uh, that walked with Jesus and, and talked with Jesus, um, they had to stop and ask for directions on this path we call sanctification. I mean, verse 9, they just say, uh, they asked him what it meant. Like, Jesus speaks this parable, and like, what, what's this mean? And so, in verse 10, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Jesus sets the tone here by, by showing us in verse 10 that God's wisdom and understanding because of his grace, he gives that however, whenever, and to whomever he wants, as he sees, sees fit. 1 Corinthians 3.5 says, So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives increase. As we continue through this, remember that Ephesians 2.8 and 9 tells us, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith not by works, not by your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Uh, moving to verse 11, we see, uh, now the parable is this. This seed is the word of God. So we know that when we go out and preach God's word to all nations, we're planting and, and sowing seeds. That's the word of God. 1 Peter 1.25 says, But the word of the Lord remains forever, and this word is the good news that was preached to you. We're talking about the same seed being cast out on four different types of soil here. Three types that bear little to no fruit, and one that yields a hundredfold. So, as we look at the first soil, verse 12 says, the ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. This would be, this would be an example of someone who hears the gospel, um, someone who you're sharing the gospel with, and they oh, no, no thanks. I'm, they respond... Respond with this: I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not interested really in what you're saying. They just want to continue down, down this path called life that they're that they're going down. This is the path 
that in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus tells us is easy and leads to destruction. And those who find it are many. This is the ground that Satan likes the most. He didn't have to worry about the seed germinating and growing up and bearing fruit. He didn't have to worry about competing for attention. He just lets you do your thing because you're not trying to glorify God. The second soil in verse 13, Jesus says, And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. So we have this second type of soil. And this is someone who maybe went to a church camp or, or a retreat or maybe raised their hand uh, during an altar call and said a prayer in their seat uh, just that one time they went to church. This person, we see, received it with joy. I mean, they're excited about it. They're, they're, I'm praying this prayer and, and I'm, I'm excited. This, this, is, this is great. But there's no sign of obedience, no sign of repentance, no sign of fruit in their life since. There's no root. There's just behavior modification, a moralistic person with a lot of self-serving. They've failed to water the seed. Or maybe, maybe this type of, of soil, this type of person is um, someone who can trace back to a specific event in their life and say, oh yeah, I accepted Jesus that one time. It was great. I punched my ticket. I'm good to go. But then trials and tribulation comes. And they say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This, is, this isn't what I signed up for. I'm, I, I, have to, I have to go through trials? Uh, the heck with this, I'm, I'm out of here. And they, fall, and they fall away. Remember, Jesus tells us in John 15, 20, Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. James 1, verses 2 through 4. You guys probably remember back a few weeks ago we went through it, or maybe a month now, I don't know. You know it takes a while to get through a chapter here. So. Um, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. This is a race we are running. This, this walk with Jesus is a race. We're called to run it well. It doesn't stop when we find Jesus. It just starts. It's just the beginning. We haven't arrived. 
I see this. I see this type of soil. All the time. This is what uh, somebody would call <clears throat> fire protection at best. We're going to see in verse 18, there's no protection here in this soil at all. The, the third soil in verse 14 says, And as for what fell among the thorns... They are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. Here we have a, a man or a woman who would call themselves a Christian, someone who would say that they're probably following Jesus. There's no... But this, sorry, this is also someone who cares too much for the pleasures of the world to repent and be obedient to God's call through the Holy Spirit. This is someone who in like Matthew chapter 7 verse 22 and 23, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done mighty wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Let's think about that for a second. You're standing there in front of Jesus. And he says, get away from me. You lived a life serving yourself, loving yourself, worshiping yourself and the created rather than the creator. This, this soil... It, hit, it hits home a little bit for me. Um, a, f a few years ago, backing up, a few years ago, I thought, oh, I I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. I'm going to heaven. And I'm going to put a screensaver on. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and I'm going to do it all while still holding on to the world and all the pleasures in it. I thought I could do it and never have to be obedient, accountable, put myself in a place of fellowship. I live for the pleasures of Adam and my kingdom. I was good to go as long as I didn't have to tell anyone about Jesus or stop giving in to the desires of my flesh. I allowed the weeds 
to choke me out. But then, repentance came. And along with that, obedience to what God was calling me to, whether I liked it or not, whether I wanted to do that or not, I wanted to be obedient more. Then comes denial of self. This daily denial of self. So that in verse 14, or excuse me, verse 15, as for that in the good soil, they are those who hear the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. An honest and good heart. This is not someone who naturally has their farming practices down and all their soil's good. This is someone who, by the grace of God, is honest with himself about the sins in their life and quick to confess and repent them. This is someone who desires to be obedient to God and what he commands, no matter the cost. And they patiently, as Hebrews chapter 12 says, run with endurance the race that is set before us. And as a result, bear much fruit. This, this soil, a person comes to a place where he says, Your will be done, Father, not, not mine. Verse 16 says, No one after lighting a lamp covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. Jesus switches from talking about fruit here to talking about light. Uh, we're bearing good fruit uh, and, and we're being a light. We're shining for Jesus amongst the darkness of the world. This, this fourth soil is not hiding their light, but desires the whole world to see it. In Matthew 5.16, Jesus says, Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Verse 17 goes on to say, For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be made that will not come to, uh, to light. So, verse 17 is just simply telling us, okay, we, we can't hide anything from God. He knows everything. Uh, Luke 12, 3 says, Therefore, whatever you, you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. It's, it's terrifying. Uh, it should scare all of us. Our thoughts are the things we don't want people to hear, going to hear. God knows those things. Here's the, the, the nugget. Verse 18. Take care then how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away. 
This isn't, uh, this isn't a, the verse, uh, you know, you're like, oh man, like, invest my money well, and you know, the Lord's going to bless that, and be given more. That's not what this is talking about. This isn't the prosperity gospel. It says, for the one who has. That is the good soil that we see in verse 15. The soil that with an honest and good heart produces fruit with patience. To that soil, there will be more given. More intimacy with Jesus. More insight into God and his kingdom. A relationship with our creator beyond the depths of our imagination. Now for the one who has not, the one who is not the good soil, but is one of the other three types. It says right here in verse 18, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. There goes your fire protection. John chapter 15, 1 and 2 says, Jesus is talking here, he says, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Or how about John fifteen six? If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Be careful how you hear. Be careful how you hear the word of God. What type of soil are you today? Are you like the first type that you have no desire to acknowledge who God is, to have a relationship with Jesus, to understand what Christ has done for you and for me? If that, if that, if, 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 if that soil is you today, if that, that first type of soil is you today, and I plead with you to reconsider. Maybe you're like the second or third type and you've dried up and withered away or you've allowed sin to control your life so much that the weeds of the world have choked you out. What are we doing to prepare ourselves to hear? Just as a pastor prepares to teach, we need to prepare our hearts to hear. Are we coming before the throne of God and asking him to help our hearts hear? Do we desire to be that good soil? And when we hear the word, receive it with an honest heart so that we bear much fruit all for the glory of God? Are you being obedient to what the Holy Spirit is telling you right now? Or are you just blowing him off and saying, Oh, I know I need to repent of that. I've needed to repent of that for years, but, but I'm too busy right now, God. I got Kardashian reruns to watch or something. <laughs> Emma laughed at that one too, yeah. Um, you have the Holy Spirit calling you to obedience. Jesus is calling you to follow him. 
surrender to that call. Now is the time. It isn't tomorrow or the next day or maybe when I'm laying on my deathbed. Stop living for yourself and start living for the one who created you. The one who gave his life on a cross for you and for me. It's time to let go of that sin that you've been struggling with for years. Rest in the work of the cross and be washed in the redemptive blood of the Lamb. I'm going to uh, go ahead and ask the worship team to come back up and we're going to close in in a song and during this last song um, I'll stand up front here um, we're going to partake in communion as well um, so feel free to come forward and grab the elements of communion go back to your seat um, if you are if you would call yourself a follower of Jesus this morning partake with us in communion as you go to your seat ponder ponder the point ponder the thought of what type of soil you are today ask the lord to help you be that good soil i'll stand up here in front and um if anybody needs prayer uh please uh, if the holy spirit is calling you to repentance and you need prayer, please come forward. Um, I would love to pray with you. God, just as this song says, Lord, would you be our everything, God? I desire that you would be everything to this church, God. God, may we be that fertile soil, Lord, that desires you and nothing else. We thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the blood that was shed for us, Lord. I just pray as we go from this place this morning that your word would not fall on hard hearts. I pray that we would hold fast to your word that we would run this race with endurance Jesus you are Lord may we proclaim it from the rooftops just pray all these things in Jesus name Amen